most of the companies and even the people in Belgium don't speak freely about their salaries, even with their friends, because it's how we behave, it's our culture. The goal of the this whole salary configurator thing was to be able for a specific company, whatever the country, to make simulations of all the advantages at a fixed employer cost. But I, at that time, I didn't imagine that it was leading to the development of a whole payroll engine and the Belgian localization. Everything you develop should be intuitive for the user, and it's also the case for the HR applications because most of the end users of HR applications are not people that are used to technologies. If someone is forced to read uh, the documentation or a blog to understand your feature, it means that you missed the point. Hi everyone, and welcome back for another Tech & Dev episode. Today, the pursuit of top talent has become a battleground, and finding exceptional collaborators has become increasingly challenging for companies. New workforce expectations have risen, one of them being corporate transparency. As individuals seek honesty, authenticity, and genuine engagement, companies need to proactively work towards new solutions. Recognizing this imperative, Odoo has taken bold steps to revolutionize the workplace experience by developing an entire suite of HR applications and tools. Join us for this episode to welcome Yannick Tivis, the brain behind our HR applications, to explore how Odoo has leveraged technology to develop transparency-enhancing tools to foster open communication, trust, and mutual growth within the workplace. Hello, Yannick. Hello, Olivier. So, today... We have another Odoo Nozzle joining us. So could you tell us more about you and when you joined Odoo? Because you've been there for a pretty long time, right? Yeah. Uh, so briefly, my name is Yannick and I'm working at Odoo for now uh, nine years. I started as a product owner, so I was in charge of the evolution of the applications from a functional point of view. So you don't have a developer background originally? Uh, at the basis, no. Uh, How did you get to it? Then? When I was I was a product owner, after a few months, I got a little bored by mm -hmm. the, the uh, <laughs> these uh, responsibilities and I started to develop by myself. Mm -hmm. And after a few time, I asked to uh, become a full developer. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, after that, I started developing simple features on a human resources application. And then we built a new team uh, with now 30 people. And we are in charge of all the HR applications, service uh, management, like project forecastings, and also electronic signatures and subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us more about these, these applications? So... Uh, human resources, I guess everyone knows more or less what it is. Yeah. Why would people need applications and what what would be these applications in this scope? Yeah, so having an application to manage the human resources could be think as useless for small companies because mm -hmm. they could say, okay, I can do it by myself, uh, mm -hmm. I know it, etc. But it's important to have some tools to gather all the information at the same place to be able to manage the communication with uh, external people, like uh, applicants, for example, to be able to make reportings as soon as the company uh, is a little bit bigger, etc. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to have the correct tools to do the things correctly. I mean, for example, for the payroll uh, management, you cannot uh, generate a payslip if you don't have the correct information to uh, uh, compute the payslips actually. Mm, sure. So it's essentially a matter of uh, volume then. Yeah. Um, a PME, small uh, medium enterprises. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said PME it in French. French but <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So SME uh, doesn't need, we could say, uh, to pay for uh, having this kind of applications because they have other targets and uh, other um, priorities. But 
when you are becoming a little bit bigger, it's important to do this correctly. What are you adding into them uh, today? Uh, what are those apps doing, actually? Yeah. So at the beginning, we developed the applications because we needed them at Odoo. For example, um, I don't know, you would like to make an appraisal for an employee. We decided to develop the applications because we needed them. The first HR applications that we developed was the, was the recruitment application. Mm -hmm because we hired one employee, then two, then three, and then it became logical to develop this because we are using the tool that we develop. Mm -hmm. And so most of the HR applications have been developed because Odoo was growing and because the need was there at that time. Mm -hmm. Do you maybe have anecdotes of that or specific examples? Uh, so I spoke about recruitment and um, appraisal, but also we developed the salary configurator that you you probably know if you already went on the Odoo slash job uh, page web mm -hmm. on the website, because it allows you to see a contract for a, a developer or for a consultant to see the, um, the budget that is given to the employee and all the advantages that you could receive when you work at Odoo. And there is also a simulation uh, of your wage salary from the gross salary to the net salary. So you can easily see what amount of money you could have in your pocket at the end of the month. And what can you configure exactly in that thing? So it's interactive, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's interactive. The need was, at that time, uh, there were uh, a lot of HR issues because people were asking for um, for advantages like uh, the internet subscription paid by the company, etc. And each time the employees had um, uh, an appraisal, they were saying, okay, I would like to have this. And then another one was saying, okay, you got this, so I would like to have this also. Yeah, but it's not the same thing because your uh, salary was bigger, etc. And so there were a lot of uh, discussions between the managers and the employees, and it was becoming very um, uh, time-consuming and energy-consuming. Mm -hmm. And at that time, Anthony came to me and said... Um, so Anthony is the CTO. Anthony is the CTO of the mm -hmm. company. Yeah. And he said, okay, I have an idea and it could solve all my HR issues. Would, would you like to work on it? And I said, mm -hmm. okay, why not? Please solve my problems. Yeah, solve my <laughs> problems. But I, at that time, I didn't imagine that it was leading to the development of a whole payroll engine and the Belgian localization. Because now we are um, generating the payslips internally. And in Belgium, it's uh, known to be quite uh, rather complex to generate mm -hmm. the payslips in Belgium. And so at that time, I wasn't aware that it was becoming uh, such a huge project. And so from a technical point of view, uh, you were talking about an engine, so I guess nothing or few things, I don't know, are, are hard-coded into it, and so you can configure it differently depending on the country you want to address, and you have something that can be ported to other countries in Belgium. Is yeah, the goal of the this whole salary configurator thing was to be able for a specific company, whatever the country, to make simulations of all the advantages at a fixed employer cost. So when the employer will say, okay, well, I'm happy that you work here for uh, one year, for example, now your budget will be of 100,000 euros. The employee can see all the advantages that he got. He can choose whether he wants to have an internet subscription, etc. And each time he chose another advantages, it will uh, recompute the uh, gross salary so that the employer cost is the same. Mm -hmm. In French, we call that the plan cafeteria. Mm -hmm. And it's common in Belgium, but it could also be uh, uh, used in, one, uh, in, uh, in different countries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you made something generic that you can reuse. Yeah. Okay. And is it something that is done by 
other softwares. How did you get the idea of doing that? So, I mean, the obvious thing that can come in mind uh, is is really a. It's like a video game. Uh, you have the, yeah. your character and you're configuring every every statistic. But uh, was there some other inspiration? Is it is it something that was the first time in the business world or in Belgium? To your there, knowledge, at least in Belgium, <laughs> it's I never saw that before because okay. most of the companies and even the people in Belgium don't speak freely about their salaries with uh, sure. even with their friends because. Uh, It's how we behave. It's our culture. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird because it's it's a bit gross to add some to ask someone. Hey, by the way, how much do you? Do yeah, it could be considered yeah. as rude, but the idea is the same than than uh, Amazon a few years ago when they uh, create their uh, e-commerce. They were displaying the prices on the page on the website page, and most of the companies were saying, "Okay, uh, we will never do that because." Uh, if we display our prices, maybe another company will display a lower price for the same product, and we won't be competitive in front of the the other companies. Mm -hmm. It's the same reflection, the same idea over here, is that people don't like the fact that they have to say what is their expectations for a salary. Mm -hmm. When you get an interview, they're saying, "Oh, how much would you like to gain?" Sometimes you say, "Okay, if I give an amount that is too high." Maybe I will be refused mm -hmm. because my expectations are too high. If your amount is too low, maybe they will say, "Okay, yes, it's a bargain, and mm -hmm. come work with us." And you, uh, you have the feeling that uh, you you lost something. And yeah, also, and at the beginning of your career, you don't especially have an idea of what you can ask for, yeah. and and what what shouldn't be asked for. And so it, it's really really hard because you you feel like okay, it's really uncomf uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, it makes you uncomfortable, and also you don't have any idea of the net amount that you gain. So. Yeah. You will say, okay, my gross is of uh, 3,000 euros, but you don't even know if you will be able to pay your bills and uh, and to buy your groceries, etc. Mm -hmm. So here, the massive adv advantage of this is that you can you can check this at home, and when you're uh, ready with the salary package that you chose, you can sign electronically your salary package, and then it can be countersigned by the HR people, and everything is integrated inside the system. Yeah, and so uh, on top of being more comfortable for people, it's also faster and More efficient, actually. much more faster, and mm -hmm. also people are filling them uh, by themselves uh, the form in which they put their private informations, the number of, of children they have, etc. And so it's also much more uh, easy for the HR people to manage everything because they don't have to re-encode information to ask for them and sometimes make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I assume also it it allows. Keeping more time for them for more specific cases that would maybe not be supported or not fully supported. Are there cases like that, or do you do you support everything uh, in Belgium at least? Now at Odoo we have more than uh, a thousand employees, so it's uh, it's becoming a huge company at the, the country level, and um, we have a lot of special cases like the time credits, which is a, a decreasing of the working schedule, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are, uh, I don't know, the educational time-offs. Uh, there is the uh, partial time. Uh, there is also the whatever, the long-term sick leaves, etc. And everything is managed for the number of employees that we have in Belgium at Odoo. And we could say now that given this uh, diversity and complexity, we could say that we are managing the Belgian payroll quite mm -hmm. uh, efficiently. And so over the years, uh, I suppose... You you added those features when 
when Odoo needed them. Right? Yeah, uh, it was a little bit a rodeo at the beginning Hardly because uh, <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> yeah, after a few years, uh, the, so the salary package was already uh, developed and used uh, for the the whole company. Mm -hmm. But uh, Anthony said that uh, so still the CEO of the company, <laughs> and he said <laughs> that uh, mm -hmm. they stopped working with um, an external company that was generating and managing the payroll for uh, Odoo. Mm -hmm. So in Belgium, the tax computations and the declarations are rather complex. And so most of the companies in Belgium are delegating mm -hmm. the payroll to uh, external companies, and it could be quite expensive. For example, uh, for Odoo at that time, when we had 500 employees, it was costing nearly... 100,000 euros per year, more or less. So it means that it's more than one full-time developer over a year, just to manage the payslips. Mm -hmm. And so Anthony said, okay, uh, we have an idea, we will stop uh, working with this external company. And so in five months, we will start generating the payslips by uh, ourselves. But at that time, we only had the payslip computation for a classic payslip, a perfect use case, you know, mm -hmm. when uh, the guy is working full time. Mm -hmm. and uh, The case that never happens. Uh, <laughs> it never happens. He's not sick. He's not uh, taking any uh, <laughs> anything outside of the perfect scope. And so we had to start developing the features one by one so that the classic payslips could be less classic mm -hmm. and then developing other specificities in Belgium, like the eco-vouchers, the uh, uh, holiday payers uh, uh, recovery, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and the mm -hmm. declaration. So we developed the payroll during the five months, and then we started directly on the production base to generate the payslips. But we had over a year to develop uh, on the fly uh, the features that were missing at that time. So it was a little bit uh, complex because we had to develop these features, but also with the stable policy, uh, which yeah. is there. Uh, yeah, because uh, just to, to remind people about that, uh, you cannot change anything in an already released version of Odoo without consequences. And so there is the stable policy preventing doing too dangerous uh, changes for the sake of yeah, just the program running. Yeah. That's right. And to avoid breaking the database mm -hmm. uh, because you added something that could break the, the, the data that are already existing. Mm -hmm. So with all these constraints, it was a little bit difficult. But uh, at the end, we managed to develop the payslips over the whole year to make the, the monthly and yearly uh, declarations. And now it's been two years and a half that we are uh, managing the, pay the payroll by ourselves. Cool. So it's, it was a, a huge challenge, but uh, it was very interesting and also intellectually stimulating to mm -hmm. do this. Yeah, plenty of rules to learn everywhere. Uh, it's yeah. like a very complex game. Uh. <laughs> and also for the legal side uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and the fiscal side also, mm -hmm. it was very interesting. Mm -hmm. And is it used a lot outside of Odoo? I know that there is a lot of partners. So Odoo is uh, editing the software and there are also um, external companies that are uh, developing a specific Features, uh, so on top of features for for, partners. Uh, mm -hmm. for uh, customers. I know that partner side it's used quite a lot, mm -hmm. and um, we are also developing the localization for all the countries in which Odoo has, uh, has an office currently. Mm -hmm. So we develop the Kenya, uh, we are developing the United States, uh, and also other mm -hmm. countries. So mm -hmm. we are starting starting to develop. Um, a full suit of uh, payroll localization as we did for the accounting a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's what we can hope for the future is to have it like everywhere uh, available uh, in the world. Yeah, I hope so. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a lot of work, but we are uh, we are ready. 
<laughs> there is one more application we didn't mention yet. It's referral. So could you explain us what it consists of? Uh, we believe our best talents will come from uh, our employees' close circle. So as other companies, we are asking to our employees to Bring make some friends, advertisement uh, about <laughs> the uh, other yeah. jobs. And uh, when some people are uh, referred and uh, are uh, finally hired, they are uh, gaining a little bit of points that can be uh, used to have some gifts like uh, a mug or... Um, or um, Amazon vouchers, etc. And so we developed an interface with superheroes, and <clears throat> around you, you can see the people that you hired, etc. So you're, uh, you're kind of building your Justice League slash Avengers squad, I don't know, uh, around you. Yeah, and so it's a little bit funny because there is a little, uh, gamifications behind that. And uh, it's linked to the recruitment application. So as soon as y an applicant is moving to another step in the recruitment process, it will grant you some points, like 20 points if he passed the technical interview, mm -hmm. uh, 100 of points if he, the contract was signed, etc. And at the end, you can see the points that you gathered and there is a, a, a funny interface with mm -hmm. the little guys around you. <laughs> okay, so it's interesting because I guess having gamification for this kind of feature is pretty important and I think using the superhero is also a good idea, honestly. As a final point about uh, HR applications, what What kind of interactions you have with uh, in-house people in Odoo? Because you were talking about Salary Configurator and the fact that we adapted it, or that you adapted it, because I wasn't in it. Uh, you you yeah. adapted it over the time, depending on the use cases that arise. So is it something you do on every app? Yeah, we are doing it for all the HR applications because their feedbacks are very important. For example, the last one was about the recruitment application. One of the recruiters were saying that they have some people who are... Um, Uh, applying for different jobs at the same same time, or um, who some guys were uh, applied a few years ago and applied again now, mm -hmm. and they were asking if it was possible to check this when they are applying from the website, for example. And so we developed a, a small button saying old applications, and it's based on the the email address or the name with uh, which the applicants mm -hmm. uh, created the the, the application form. Huh? Mm -hmm. So, for example, when we migrate to a new version, they were saying, okay, since the migration, it's super slow, I don't get why. And we are checking with them because it's also, it's a tool that they are using daily. Mm -hmm. So they like the first-hand users. And it's important mm -hmm. that the interface is snappy and, and moving fast, etc. And so when they are saying this, but we in, in that case, we are checking with them what is the issue and we are making a lot of performance improvements to generate also the uh, the pay slips it could be quite heavy because there is a lot of data to to process and uh, when we got feedbacks from the hr people we are trying to see if there is something that we could do and also do it generically so that it can be a good solution for all the different companies and not only Odoo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what would you say is like the core philosophy uh, behind behind these apps? Uh, what, what's the spirit when you're making something for these apps? When you're deciding what to do, for example? Yeah, I think that it could be the transparency and the respect mm -hmm. from a human point of view. Give us example of actual things that were put into the software because of that? Yeah, but the transparency, I can give the example of the salary configurator. We mm -hmm. discussed it a little bit earlier, but it also allows you to Uh, show that everyone is considered on the same level, you know, mm -hmm. because from the website you can see what is the salary that you could expect as a developer with two years of experience, mm -hmm. for example, and it's the same amount for everyone. 
And so it's also a question of transparency for this this point. And it's reassuring uh, because you see that you are considered uh, the same way than another mm -hmm. guy mm -hmm. coming from the university or uh, from a, a school at the end of the day, etc. Mm -hmm. Are um, things like that in other applications than the salary configurator? Uh, about transparency? Yeah, or respect in general. For the respect, I would say that, for example, when someone is applying to Odoo, we want to give him a, a feedback, not orally, because now it's difficult to call someone to say, okay, the too interview was okay are, or not. There, are too many, there is too many people, but at least saying, okay, we would like to work with you or we won't work with you because... That at time was mm. not okay during the interview. And there are, for example, automatic emails that are sent when the uh, contract is moving from a stage to another to say, okay, now you move to the second step, etc. So with this kind of interactions, it also shows that we care about the yeah. people, even if at the end he won't be a good fit to work with us. Mm -hmm. But at least we said it to him and he got a feedback. Because yeah, I guess it's important. It's a matter of, of respect, actually, of human beings. In general, yeah. the guy applied to your company, so I guess you can respect that. <laughs> you should, at least. And, and personally, it's true that before entering Odoo, I had from interviews in other companies. And I remember a few times where I didn't get any feedback and I was like, whoa, because uh, you know, you're supposed to get one. They tell you, uh, you will get back to you and you don't get anything. I guess it's better to do something. Yeah, yeah and you deserve it because you spend some time with us, uh, with them, sorry. And uh, mm -hmm. it takes some courage to come and apply and sell yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. an, an easy exercise. At least we could say, okay, we, we heard you, but it's not sufficient for us. For mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. And um, to come back about the point about how do we get feedbacks from the, the team, from uh, in-house people, I would also say that the payroll officers are uh, uh, maintaining a list of all the points that have to do manually every month. And every few weeks, we are checking all the points with them. And so if we see that there is something that we could develop in the standard solution so that they don't have to do all these manual actions every month, we are developing it also. And it's a benefit for all the companies, not not uh, Odoo only. Mm, I think it's something interesting to do as a developer, application developer, or whatever, just to keep on challenging your own solution like that. Because here you're basically saying that, yeah, if they find something that is not working as they want it to be, to be or if they need something more, they keep a list on that and you keep an eye on it. Uh, and so you keep in mind that there are things to improve in what you did. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the goal is to have something that works first mm -hmm. and then we are trying to do something that works better, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the reason why we are doing all these interactions with the in-house mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And about the way you, you, you create uh, those, those functionalities, uh, about the team, uh, so how many of you are there? Uh, we are nearly 30 with the product okay, owners. So that's a lot of people. It's a big team. How do you handle the team? How, uh, is it like split? Are there sub-teams? Uh, is it everyone's, uh, everything centralized on you and you decide everything? Or what, what is the, the system for that? There was a time I was reviewing all the tasks that were developed by mm -hmm. the developers from the team. But at one point, it doesn't work anymore, you know? Because uh, you become the bottleneck then. Yeah, I become the, the bottleneck. And during COVID, it was also difficult to communicate with all the people. Uh, we had to make much more effort to mm -hmm. follow people, yeah. see if everything was okay, if they were not stuck, etc. It's true. I think it was a big effect of the pandemic and the fact that we were fully remote like that. Uh, when 
someone you know just entered the team and it's not going super good on its task, you can see it on his face. You can, yeah. and, you can and you will ask him eventually. But remotely, you might even forget that this guy is in the team for like two weeks and be like, wait, what is it actually? What is he actually doing now? Uh, yeah, and we lost the nonverbal information that yeah. we could gather from the the employee's face. But also there was the, this project of payroll, Belgian payroll to, to that develop. That kept you busy, busy and for a lot. At one time, it was too difficult for me to manage everything at once. Mm -hmm. So I had to delegate and I had to find some ways to make myself useless. Mm -hmm. okay. And I think I managed <laughs> it. So it's a, it's a good signal, I think. Even if it's difficult for the ego sometimes, but uh, okay, that was the the idea to give some responsibilities to different people from the team who were uh, interested into these responsibilities. It's mm -hmm. also important. What kind of responsibilities? So what 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 did you delegate exactly? For example, the reviews of the tasks that were ready to be deployed. Mm -hmm. um, also, some responsibilities about the uh, team structure. You know. Uh, who is going to be a reviewer. So just to be clear for non-developers of people are not really familiar with the way we work at Odoo, well, you're talking, when you're talking about review, it's code review. So uh, uh, someone develops something to add a feature somewhere in Odoo, for him it's ready, then it needs to be checked by another developer that, will, that well, experienced developer, a guru uh, like you, that will validate essentially his work and, and merge it into the code base. Uh, Another responsibility that was shared was the coaching of the new people and the onboarding of the, the, the newbies in the team. Mm -hmm. And did so you give it to the same people as the reviews or, or to different people? Or? No, I, I'm a lucky guy because everyone in my team is really motivated mm -hmm. and uh, they propose themselves mostly. Okay. And so they, they were saying, okay, I would like to coach someone and it's a project, a little challenge that mm -hmm. could change my daily uh, work mm -hmm. sure. uh, to coach and, uh, and uh, help someone who is coming in the company because mm -hmm. Odoo is a complex software with a, a lot of different things that you have to learn. A lot of variability. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, they, they, they took these responsibilities over a few months and after a time, uh, my life was was uh, much more easy mm -hmm. to to live. <laughs> but that's an, in, an interesting approach because uh, you could have done it the other way and say, okay, uh, I need people to, to take more responsibilities. You, you, and you, you're going to do that now. So it was not at all like that that it happened. Uh, it's more, more spread on the team. So. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't really my idea at the beginning because mm -hmm. I was a little bit overwhelmed by uh, all the things that I had to do, but it's some people in the team that so it, were saying, okay... Uh, it occurred like naturally. Yeah, and uh, yeah. when they suggested that they manage some things, like uh, the coaching, etc., the reviews, and I was really uh, okay with that idea because I think that now I could have done it before and I'm happy that it, it was done that way. Mm -hmm. And probably you can also feel the difference in the way people get experience in the team and maybe even in their motivation, right? Because they are more involved. Huh? Yeah, because they are feeling more important. Mm -hmm. They are. They are. It gives, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and it's the case. And uh, it gives some meaning in what you do and what you can produce. Mm -hmm. And also it motivates other people because they, they see that everyone can get responsibilities if they wish. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's also motivating. Most of the companies are uh, offering these responsibilities if they become manager, etc. And it's absolutely not the feeling that we want to give inside our team, for mm -hmm. example. I mm -hmm. do not consider myself as a manager. I'm just 
considering myself as a reference people in case mm -hmm. there is any, uh, a problem to solve with the, the CTO, for example, or mm -hmm. the CEO. So we are slowly reaching the end, of the end of the episode. So as a final point, I would like to ask you something more general. Do you maybe have some tricks uh, that you can give to, to some tips that you can get, give to people to develop business apps uh, like that? What would be the good practices, what to do, what not to do? Yeah, sometimes when you start to develop a new project and also it's if it's a personal project, you tend to be a little bit enthusiastic. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> and the the idea is not to rush directly into mm -hmm. the the project. So make sure that you fully understand what you want to develop and what is the problem that you would like to solve. For example, when we create a task in our team, there is always two sections, you know, the purpose and the specification. Mm -hmm. And it's to force the uh, product owner and the developer to understand the purpose, so the why you, this task is there and why it has been created. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to really understand what we want to solve. And after that, we can say, okay, how I will solve this issue. But mm -hmm. before you have to understand what you want to... Yeah, because this way you won't get too focused on one technical thing in the specification and you can some sometimes like backtrack and be like, okay, but why are we doing that actually? And maybe take another approach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, funny that you speak about the technical side because also when you try to develop a new project, it's important to put all the technical uh, constraints aside because mm -hmm. it will block you, it will prevent you to have these innovations and these curiosity and creations that you could bring into your application. So so it's important to say that everything is possible and mm -hmm. then see the constraint as while you are developing the application. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And I think it's uh, it's an important mindset indeed when you have anything to, to program actually. Uh, uh, and it's, uh, it's often funny because um, uh, sometimes you get feedback from functional people being like, oh, is it possible to do that and you're like yeah of course it is possible the problem is not whether it's possible or not technically it's it's whether it's a good idea to do that uh, mm -hmm. okay other tips uh, yeah another tip uh, i would say that don't try to solve everything at once it's important to develop fast mm -hmm. not develop fast but deliver fast and then add the new features as mm -hmm. soon as you you are uh, evolving you know mm -hmm. yeah there is knowing what you need to do and knowing the direction in which you need to go. Yeah, for example, mm -hmm. if for the, the payroll, the Belgian payroll, if we waited to develop the whole payroll, then test during over a year, I don't know, mm -hmm. to see if everything was there and then releasing it, we we will still be uh, developing it right now. Yeah, because you, know? you, you develop everything, it takes a lot of time, then you realize that there is one case that you don't support and you yeah. need to restart everything and so on and so on. And if you try to develop the project at 100%, for example, maybe at the end you will see that the project is not very uh, valid, you know, legitimate. Mm -hmm. And at the end you will cancel it. And if you deliver quickly, you will see directly that it's not a good fit. And, and you so can adapt. And that you are going to a dead end. And so, yeah, you have to, to stop developing this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, about project management, maybe some advices? I would say that you have to communicate a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, because, um, for example, uh, the product owner uh, is asking for a, a, a task with a specification because he got something in his mind. Don't hesitate to argue, to 
to say, okay, but I think about this use case, maybe it will break if I develop what mm. you ask, etc. That's cetera. something we do a lot. At yeah, no, it's <laughs> a philosophy, but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's important to discuss, to adapt the spec at the end, because if you blindly follow this specification, maybe you will crash into the wall after a few months. Plus, if you make sure to challenge it, and well, you will better understand it, I think. And so you, you might... Avoid forgetting about corner cases or... Yeah. yeah, it's important also. We have um, uh, a granularity in uh, Odoo development because we are developing applications that are interacting uh, between each other, etc. So maybe the product owner will ask something in the sales management application, for example, mm-hmm. and he won't be aware of the implications it could have in the stock management, inventory management application. So it's also important to discuss between teams and uh, between different experiences to check that everything will be okay. And also we are developing a solution uh, for different kind of companies and we have to be generic and not too specific also. Mm-hmm. Plus discussing with a lot of people like that might give you like a broader view of everything going on. And so you might at some point generalize things that otherwise you wouldn't have thought about. Yeah, sometimes we are developing something at one place, then at second, and mm-hmm. uh, the third time we say, okay, we should mm-hmm. uh, make this generic. That's something yeah. Anthony says, uh, yeah. says often, that uh, the first time you do something, it's okay. Second time you copy-paste the same thing, or nearly, you're like, okay, well, never mind. Third time you should be thinking, maybe I should do something common for them. Yeah, and it's also the power of Odoo is to take a transversal feature, like the chatter, for example, and extract it into a, a mixing or an abstract object that you can reuse everywhere you want, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some tips maybe about the functional side and, and when someone so someone is using the software, what kind of experience do you want? How do you, how do you know what to, to go for? Yeah, I would say that it's important to see the, the big picture. So don't focus on just one business type, you know? Mm-hmm. And also there is the... The, the typical phrase, uh, don't make me think, means uh, that everything you develop should be intuitive for the user. And it's also the case for the HR applications because most of the end users of HR applications are not people that are used to technologies and uh, And that will look into the source code to know what this option does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we have to make things simple so that they don't have to search and read a blog to know how mm-hmm. to use your software. It's mm-hmm. not uh, the idea. Mm-hmm. If someone is forced to read a documentation or a blog to understand your feature, it means that you missed the point. Mm -hmm. Well, that would be the final advice for today. Uh, Thank you, Yannick, for all your answers and all these explanations. Thanks for uh, inviting me. It was a pleasure. pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in for another Tech & Dev episode. I hope you enjoyed exploring how Odoo has taken bold steps to revolutionize the workplace experience by developing its HR tools. We love to deliver you with tech-savvy topics. And if you'd like to stay with us longer, go listen to our discussion about the functionalities behind the stock application. Until next time, please consider subscribing and share the show. Cheers.